It is September 20th, and this is The Economy Guy, Tom Harvey, coming to you with a special on the virus. I want to talk all about the virus and what it's doing to our world. When I say the virus, I mean COVID-19, so I'm just going to use the term the virus when I talk about in this uh, episode, so just that's what I mean when you hear it. I'm going to talk about the uh, past up to today. What have we been doing about the virus? What's the history of our uh, approach to the virus? And uh, and then I would like to talk about tomorrow. What's coming with in the way of a vaccine? Everybody's excited about having a vaccine. And in addition, tomorrow, what's coming in the way of testing people? So Because there's some new things on the horizon with testing. And last but not least, I would uh, like to talk about are there any unexpected alternatives to solving the problem. Well, what's the problem? I mean, that's probably the important thing to define is what is the problem? The problem is, in my opinion, that uh, everyone's afraid to go outside. Everyone's afraid to shake hands. Everyone's afraid to, to get back to normal. And by yet everyone desires to do just that. Uh, the, va- the virus is causing people to not go to work. It's causing businesses to be closed. It's causing, in fact, bankruptcies. We need to stop all of that. So we need lots of help in the future. So let's start by talking about the economic repercussion that we've had due to the virus. Well, it's really simple. The entire world got shut down in to do business. Just stopped. Cold. Not everything, but almost everything big, big percentage of the world stopped working. Uh, so in addition, ongoing long before the virus came along, we had in the world a massive debt bubble that was being created. And along comes the virus, and the virus has uh, pumped a lot more air into this bubble. But the vir- in my opinion, the virus is not a, a pin that is about to prick the bubble. It, uh, for some reason, that, that it could have been, but it is not, doesn't appear that the virus itself and the repercussion, economic repercussion of the virus is actually going to cause that bubble to explode and create the world depression that, that, that would happen. We're actually living through our in, inflated bubble uh, quite nicely right now. So here is my prediction for the outcome of the virus. And that is, we'll come out and we'll be done with this flu sometime in the future, like any other flu that's ever happened. I'm very optimistic in that sense. And our economic recovery will just take a little longer past that point. I'm In no way can I predict when either of those events will happen. So, what about the, uh, what have we been doing for taking care of the virus to, till today, from the beginning till today? Well... How, we, how have we been fighting it? We've been using masks and social distancing and lockdowns and personal sanitation. And, uh, but uh, for those of you who think that that, that all makes you safe, uh, I just want to make it very clear that only if you wear a spacesuit and never take it off and have your own independent era supply will you be truly safe. Because uh, once you get in and out of that spacesuit, you'll be touching something that may have the virus. So, Nobody's completely safe by this. It reduces the opportunity, reduces the probability of getting it. That's for sure. And that's good news. So keep doing it. In addition, other palliatives you can be doing. Uh, taking vitamin D, as in David, and vitamin C, as in Charlie. Uh, that was recommended and is done by Dr. Fauci, a, 
a reputable person. And I do them myself. And in addition, I add zinc. And why is that? Because some of the studies have shown that of the autopsies of people who've died from the virus that they have been deficient in vitamin D and zinc. Uh, so I intend to not be deficient, and I don't think you should be deficient in those. They're just good for you, period. And vitamin C helps the immune system. And it's uh, this virus is an anti-immune system bug. So it, it only helps. Uh, things like bumping elbows. Now we do that socially, right? We Rather than shake hands, we bump elbows. What I thought was cute is in France. The French love to kiss each other on the cheek, one left, one right, when they greet. Well, now they kind of do that in the air. They kiss in the air, and they're a lot further apart. So that's a, a change in the French attitude. Kind of cute. Also, things like uh, hydrochloroquine and the Z-Packs. Well, uh, some people have taken those. It's controversial in the studies that have been come out. And, uh, but some studies have been very positive and uh, had good results if you do that early when, you, when someone catches the virus. So like in the first three days, if you do that, you, it truly helps. Later, later on, it's questionable. So um, that's what we have been doing. And the world is really looking forward to a vaccine. I think the, the general attitude of the public is that once we have the vaccine, we will be safe and it'll be all good. Everybody will be so happy. Um, but, uh, there's a lot of companies like between 10 and 20 companies in the world that are trying to make a vaccine and it's a, not an easy thing to do to make a vaccine and they're working hard. And we've heard, uh, that perhaps maybe there'll be a vaccine by the end of this year from very reputable people. So maybe there will, maybe there won't. I'm not going to hold my breath in either case. Uh, you see that the importance of the vaccine is so much that it shakes the stock markets of the world. When some pharmaceutical company comes out and says, oh, I'm really close. I've got a good one. I've had a good test. Their stock market, their stock value goes up and the entire stock market goes up. And conversely, when a pharmaceutical company says, I had a failure in my test, the whole stock market falls and that company falls. So uh, interesting, interesting to see that happening to it all. But let's talk about the effectiveness of a vaccine. Is a vaccine effective or not? The answer is very clear. Yes and no. Yes and no. See, only if you take the virus will it be effective. If you don't take it, clearly it won't do much. And only if it works for you Will it be effective? You see, without knowing anything about the current vi vaccines that are coming up, the, uh, the typical vaccine is only effective for 50% of the people. That's a frighteningly small amount. And not knowing anything about the current vaccine, uh, that's a good guess right now. You see, a typical vaccine takes about uh, a year or two or three years to develop a long time. So let's take the uh, typical annual flu season shot. Come and get your flu shot. Remember that? We used to have that, right? Until this uh, COVID came along. Uh, well, you know, it took a year to produce that vaccine, and they had to guess a year before the next flu virus came along what it would be. 
And then they uh, produced it, guessing what it would be, and then they distributed it and made a lot of money for everybody getting a shot. And uh, isn't that exciting for them? Because sometimes they were wrong and it didn't do anything because it was the wrong virus. And uh, then it wasn't all that effective. So, but they made a lot of money. So that's all that, that counts. Um, you see, also another thing about only if you take it side of the vaccine is someplace between a third and a half of the population are skeptical about taking a vaccine, having a vaccine shot. So um, a large number of people are just not going to take a vaccine shot. That's a, a fact to, to take into consideration here. Uh, some vaccines will uh, actually have very bad and negative side effects uh, with people. So with a small proportion of the people, hopefully small proportion of the people, well, it will be a tragic thing to do it. That's some of the reasons why people don't take it at all. Let's move on and talk about testing. You see, testing is, initially, we had, uh, you had, did some kind of a swab of a, the throat or the, or the nasal cavity, and it took about a week to see whether the virus was associated with that swab. And uh, it was great if you had somebody who was deathly sick and going into the hospital to know whether he had the virus or he or she had the virus. And, uh, but otherwise, pretty useless to have it a week later. But have you heard that laboratories came out with a $5.15 minute test? I consider this a small game changer. I'll call it a small game changer, not a big one. I could, I could call it big, but I could have a small game changer. Uh, they've also announced that they're going to produce it at about 50 million of these per month. That's not enough. 50 million of these tests per month is not enough. It's going to take six months to be able to test the entire United States. But what? so what does that mean? I mean, you get tested the next day, you can catch it, you might have it then. So you need a lot more than the number of in the population. You need multiples of that number. So somebody's going to make a lot of money producing this test. A lot of money when they really truly mass produce it, because it's got to be a lot more than 50 million per month. So why do I call it a small game changer? Well, uh, when Christina and I came over to from Miami to Portugal, we had a have a test to get on the airplane, uh, which was done within 72 hours prior to entering getting on the airplane, and that was a requirement of the Portuguese government. Interestingly enough, every government in Europe has a different requirement for the virus. They all look at it differently. For Portugal, you had to have a test to get on the airplane. The airplane enforced that test. And then they looked at it when you arrived in Portugal. That was great. So think about this. What if all flights had this five-minute, five or five-dollar, fifteen-minute test for all passengers just before they get on the flight? Wouldn't that provide confidence, a lot more confidence for everyone who wanted to fly that you had to pass this test in order to get on the flight? It's so cheap that it is feasible to do something like that. And that's just one thought. You can, all of you can come up with a hundred different more thoughts that are better than that one on how to use this productively and effectively and create safety. So what does all this mean anyway? Here's what it means to me. The vaccine's going to help some people, some but not all of the people. Okay, the uh, current methods that we're using of social distancing and masks, et cetera, et cetera, will uh, continues to allow the virus to spread, clearly, because it is. 
and is uh, and we will have some more deaths. So that's a fact of life. But how many people are would die without the virus? So my conclusion is that everything we're doing and plus the vaccine won't solve the problem. Kind of a pessimistic position to take, isn't it? That was kind of negative. Let's try an optimistic solution to the whole thing. And what about a technology game changer, major game changer? You see, there's a company called Health or Healthy, H-E-L-T-H-E, that's out there that is uh, building things today that looks like it's extremely promising to me. It's uh, using a light source, as ultraviolet light, and that light kills uh, all virus and all um, uh, uh, microbes or anything. Okay, uh, so that's great. But it's uh, why it is unique. We've always known that UV is that way, but UV is harmful to humans, isn't it? Yeah, this uh, particular light is a specific wavelength of the in the ultraviolet spectrum. And in fact, for those of you who are scientists out there, it's between 205 and 222 nanometers is the wavelength that does this. And that wavelength kills viruses, but does not harm humans. It does not penetrate skin. It does not penetrate eyes. Uh, so having a light source like that is fabulous to have. And it kills all known uh, viruses and bacteria on surfaces and in the air at the same time. So, uh, but if you clean in a room, say you have this light, you turn it on, and the room is cleaned, that's great. It's cleaned until the next sick person comes in and infects it. So things need to be continuously cleaned. That's having a light like this source continuously cleans things. So uh, is this being used? Yeah, this is more than a theory. It's being used in a New York City bakery right now. It's uh, installed in the Seattle Space Needle for cleanliness. Uh, the New York City subways use it to clean it each, their subways each night. Uh, I've heard another solution, which is a robot with UV lights that goes up and down the aisle of an airplane, but I don't know if that one is the same wavelengths. That might be a different wavelength because you don't need to have people around it if you use the other wavelengths. Uh, what's the problem with this particular solution? The problem is very simple, the cost. A typical installation costs about $20,000, quite a bit of money, out of the reach of the ordinary person. We need to get it in the reach of everybody and everything. Now, it's not being used widely, so if this is really what it looks like it is, then it could easily go into mass production, and when things go into mass production, the price falls dramatically down. So. Consider solutions that you would use this light source for. How would you use it to create things? How about creating a something that looks like one of those metal detectors you walk through in a uh, airport, but rather than being a metal detector, it's these lights and it kills all virus on you and around you. Isn't that an interesting thought? Uh, how about uh, having them installed on every seat in a stadium uh, foot, football, baseball, you name it, all the sports stadiums. So the stadiums are now free of the virus and killed continuously. Could start thinking about the positive ways that this can be used. I, I think there are uh, more ideas than there are people out there. So I'll stop this uh, discussion about the virus with that on that optimistic note. I think the future is very bright out there, and we may have a big surprise from technology rather than 
something like a vaccine, which is the great white hope.